Hello, everybody. Jeff Mason with Simple Biz 360 Podcast. Simplebiz360.com if you want to visit our website. I uh, got a book on Amazon, 1895. Same title, Simple Biz 360. Timeless business tools. We're on 26 listening channels on YouTube. Growing, getting lots of momentum. Really excited. Tons of views. 12 countries were getting downloaded in now. And if you want to subscribe, if you like the show, we'd love your subscription on YouTube. You can just go onto YouTube. You got to sign in. You can uh, subscribe uh, via our little favicon on your screen if you're looking at it now. And again, we're also on all those listening platforms. So we'd love to have you join in today. We are coming from a beautiful St. Louis, Missouri, home of the Blues. They're trying to take home two out of three Stanley Cups this year, right? They get that second one in three years. And man, Half Coast Studios, Alex Dietrich and the gang here, they do a great job, Alex and Matt. Why don't, you, why don't we give them a hand for just... just Thank you so much. I mean, that, that's a great crowd out there. We appreciate that. Um, so anyway, we're having tons of fun here. That's my grandson. Hey, Mr. Simple Biz Guy, let's start the show. So it's awesome to envelop family into the uh, business. And we're just going to have a lot of fun today as we're going to talk about small screen smackdown. Oh, man, what's that all about? Well, uh, you know, let's let's talk about it. You know, did you guys ever make a rush decision? Did you ever make a decision you wish you could reverse? Did you ever regret a decision you made? And do you ever wish you would handle the decision instead of on a small screen, on a big screen? I mean, I have plenty of them. And uh, in fact, a lot of people have. Uh, one of the gentlemen uh, that bought my book uh, was a uh, newspaper executive and very, very successful in life. And he texted me and said, oh my gosh, I had to chuckle when I read your section in the book called the three by five syndrome, because, you know, talking about the small handheld devices out there. And he said, you know, I mean, Jeff, I I've made so many mistakes by using my phone instead of my laptop or waiting until I got back to my uh, CRT back in the office. So, you know, again, it's just something that's personal preference. So, you know, when, when you really look at it, you know, that's what it comes down to. Now, myself, I'm a, I'm a kind of a technology C student. And for me, I'm not as well versed and, and can't navigate small screens as well as some other people like Alex and, and certainly people um, that are, uh, you know, in their 20s and 30s have grown up with these um, devices as part of their life for much longer. They're much, it's much more natural to them. They can use it easier. So a lot of the younger people don't find that it's a, you know, doesn't hamper them that much and they can, you know, fly through their daily business using it and it's fine. I just, I think what I want to do today is make sure I ask the questions to put you in a position to ask yourself questions and answer the questions you're asking yourself. When is it appropriate to switch to a big screen versus a small screen? Or is there a need to do it? even. So as I look at things, you know, it, it is a very personal thing. And, you know, uh, but when I look at uh, things like attachments and reports, right, I look at attachments that contain detail. And I just personally like to be able to look at that detail on big screens better. A lot of the times, you know, and just an Excel report has many, many, many columns. And instead of scrolling over and, you know, swiping, it's just much easier to see that in totality or big chunks of, you know, vision when you're at a laptop or on the desk. Sometimes you 
you have to go into the ERP system. Sometimes you have to go and use some tailored software that fits that business. And it's a little more complicated than just seeing things on a screen. You have to log in, you have to do some other things. And, you know, sometimes it's just more appropriate to wait until you can get, um, get access to a bigger screen to do. Uh, and then, you know, numeric research, you know, going across different platforms and things. It's just, again, it could be arduous for some to use on a small screen versus just waiting till you get to the big boy. Uh, I love personally my small screen for just things like, you know, if you think about project updates, team updates, um, delivery updates, getting things so you're you're in the know, you're aware of what's going on. I love them for the, you know, for me to be able to see a customer inquired about something and I can, I can respond to them right away, which I love, as you know, it's part of my shtick is that, you know, respond to all inquiries. So, you know, get back to them quickly, let them know I got their email or their message or call, whatever it may be, and just let them know, hey, got it. Um, I'm working on it. Got it. Give me 24 hours. Got it. Stay tuned. I'll give you more later on tonight when I get back to my hotel room or when I get back to my office. And so it's just a great way to be able to, um, you know, to just message them that you're on top of things, you're aware of things, you're tracking with the current business situation, and that, uh, you know, you're you're right there with them. But I think that um, when, you know, we look at some of those bigger numeric detailed decisions, remember last week's show in episode 74, you know, multiply attention to detail times 100. Could this be one of the 100, you know, ways that you could uh, manage your detail differently? Could you start saving certain things for the big screen and certain things for the small screen? It's just questions that, you know, you need to ask yourself because what's What's I've seen, there's no question about it. I've seen plenty of mistakes made on small screens. I have made my fair share of mistakes absolutely by using a handheld device. There's no question that I have not made mistakes. I have. I misinterpret things. I'm looking at the wrong thread or the wrong, you know, uh, the wrong piece of the thread, the electronic thread we're looking at. And it's just, you know, I, it is what it is. I've just, I've just seen it happen. The other thing that really, um, you know, I, I just throw caution to the wind at is, is executives traveling in today's world without a laptop or without a tablet. I really think that's a mistake. I've seen way too many executives make rash decisions, rush decisions, uninformed decisions. And, you know, I, I get it that it's cool to make a quick decision, but, you know, when I'm faced with issue resolution as a mid-level manager, as an executive myself, or as an account manager for a particular big customer, you know, I, I just think about that issue resolution much more than my executive team would. And, and when I come to the executive team with my suggestions for that issue resolution, I just, I, I, I really, I, I, I just get really, um, you know, upset when I hear them make quick decisions, uninformed decisions, and they really don't even want to wait to look at it on the big screen. And so, you know, I don't know, I would just, if, if I was a board member, if I was a CEO and I had people that uh, were my direct reports, I would really encourage them 
uh, to make sure they travel with their tablet or laptop. Why? I mean, it's a level of respect, I think, too, for the people who work for you. You know, they're spending a lot of time trying to save the company money, make the company money. And, you know, it's the least I think the executive branch could do is to make sure they have a big screen. Uh, to look at things that they need to on that screen. So enough said. It's a personal thing. I get it. Again, uh, I'm a C student, tech, you know, technology-wise. Um, at age 62, some of the younger folks, it's it's just buzz, buzz, buzz. It works. It clicks. They don't have to go laptop or tablet. But you know, just ask yourself when's the appropriate time to use this or that. So. Let's move on to the Lost in the Shuffle track. And if you're if you're first time with us and you don't know what this is all about, it's just something a fun way to end the show. I love rock and roll. Love to advance the idea of you know just making sure rock and roll stays with us. I was a little bummed years ago when I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and just the feeling there, even amongst some of the the staff that. You know, how long will this go on? How long will rock and roll really be remembered? And there's some cool stuff. So, you know, and and impressionable stuff. When I grew up, you know, loved it. Um, Went to high school in 72 through 76. And, you know, there's really just some cool stuff out there. So one of the bands I want to introduce you to today is Humble Pie. Now, Humble Pie was one of the first super groups. You might have seen Blind Faith um, come out as one of the the big super groups, first ones maybe. I think they did just one album. But Humble Pie came out in the late 60s, and they put together a band, Steve Marriott, who um, had come from Small Faces. Then you had Peter Frampton, who did a live album in 1976 that just blew everyone away and probably held the the number one live album spot for decades. Um, if not right now, I don't know if he does, but just a great double album. So, you know, humble pie had Peter Frampton there as well. Dave Mason was an early contributor in and out Dave from traffic. You might know Dave from his own solo career. And, uh, you know, we had Greg Ridley who came over. Um, he was, uh, from a band. Well, I think Frampton was from the herd. Uh, Greg Ridley came over we had another gentleman come over from the apostolic intervention. Uh, yeah. Ridley was from spooky tooth. If you've never heard spooky tooth, we might play a track of theirs. Not, not too long from now uh, from their spooky Two album. Pretty cool stuff. But these guys were good, man. They were really bluesy, rocky, really rocky. And they did a great performance at the Fillmore East. Uh, it's called Performance Rockin' the Fillmore. And they did a version there, uh, I Don't Need No Doctor. And I mean, if you've never heard Steve Marriott, and I Don't Need No Doctor, this is going to be a treat, right? And uh, he is just, they just rock it and it is awesome. Want to introduce it to you, 1971, I Don't Need No Doctor, Humble Pie. Guys, hold on to your sand, it's your money. Don't let it just trickle away. Remember, follow up. Always follow up. Always follow through. But first to do things first, you got to respond to all inquiries. Then follow up, follow through. Perception uh, is reality, right? Customer perception is customer reality. Do everything you can to make sure that reality is shaped well and is a positive thing in your customer's eyes. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. We will see you next week. Have an awesome week.